Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we try and make some sense of the things we love about photography and some of the things we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Hello, Terry. Hi. How are uh, you? I was Earth trying to not Terry. to giggle then. I was like, oh, don't giggle. Terry, don't giggle. <laughs> you, you, can, you can giggle, Terry. Oh, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. What, what do you know about things? Do you know much about things? Well, it depends what sort of things and stuff we're talking about. might not know much about it if it's well, not my thing. Well, that's right. So we can't, you can't be judgmental of people if they don't know something about something mm-hmm. because if they've never had an experience. I mean, there's a whole range of stuff that we all don't personally we don't know much about mm-hmm. and then we kind of engage a, a professional or someone who knows about that to try and I suppose navigate through and it's kind of sometimes it's it's and we've talked about various different forms of this throughout the podcast but mm. but today we're talking about clients know what they know about photography and that's mm. pretty much it isn't that's it that's pretty much it so yeah. they know what they know which yeah. sometimes isn't what you know so they don't when they're making a decision and they're choosing a photographer. Yeah. They're not always knowing what is involved in that yeah. service. So And what's what's good and what's not so good. Yeah. So, so therefore they might be making decisions based on different factors because they know what they know. If I said to them, Oh yeah, I shoot everything on a compact camera because compact cameras are so good <laughs> I would be like, a what? <laughs> oh those DSLRs. They're they're so <laughs> yesterday. So it's interesting because people don't know the difference between different types of gear. Mm-hmm. So they don't know that. They don't know the differences about people who can use artificial light mm-hmm. and, and people who don't use artificial light. And, not, and I'm not saying there's times when there's some fantastic available light photographers who really hone their craft and work beautifully. Mm-hmm. But, some, but on some events, as you know, that different events sometimes you have to use a light oh goodness yes otherwise you're just not going to get great pictures mm. so it's kind of knowing about that and some photo- mm-hmm. some photographers know how to use light some don't mm-hmm. clients don't have any idea no so you've got to kind of i suppose try and take them through that process of yeah. of i suppose letting them know what your skill set is and trying to educate them so mm. when they're making a decision and they've talked to three different photographers. Hopefully, each of those photographers has imparted some knowledge onto that client, so that client can make a really informed decision. Mm. You know, we've talked about in previous podcasts where you've actually had people come to you to reshoot, of all things, a wedding mm. or recreate elements of the wedding mm-hmm. because they weren't pleased with the original results mm. from the original photographer. Mm. Mm. Now, at the time. They and those clients only knew what they knew about photography yeah. and they thought, I'm getting wedding photos. They're going, yeah. to, they're going to be amazing. Yeah. And I think just from from memory on that one was like they wanted they wanted to have images that, that showed the emotion and mm. that type of stuff. Mm. And the pictures that the photographer took didn't kind of fill that brief. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, we're all so very different when it comes down to to taking photographs as photographers and some people would assume that just because a service 
is promoted at a particular cost, they're all still the same. Yes, yep. But they're not. There's reasons why they're, pro- they're priced differently. It's not just because we want all of your money. No. It's because there's more involved in it. And that's a really good example of you only know what you know. Yes, and that's right. And it's kind of like, I suppose, from someone on the outside looking into a photographer's world, mm-hmm. all they see is they see the person holding this camera up and clicking the button and the camera looks like it's a really expensive piece of equipment. So it's mm-hmm. going gonna, it's gonna to take really good photos. <laughs> the, the reality is that you have to know how to use it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like you can have the, the best set of fry pans or the best set of knives and in the kitchen and the best chopping block and the best food blender and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and still not be able to produce a, like a chef gourmet meal. Goodness me, man. I can have like some really fancy cookware, but it doesn't mean that my steak's going to taste any good. I don't know how to cook steak. That's right. So if you don't, if you don't know, and so... And I think that's kind of like what happens with photography, that people assume that it's 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 pretty much everyone's the same. Mm-hmm. And the reason, like you said, like people charge different price points is mm. it's going to be based on their skill yeah, and their yeah. experience and what they can, I suppose, it's what they can deliver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I, you know, there's this common misconception, I'm just going to pull it back to my experience in, in the subject, is that wedding photographers overcharge just because it's a wedding. But yes. there's a real misunderstanding of what's involved in it for example the other day I drove two and a half hours from where I live to go and location scout because I'm photographing in a place that I am unfamiliar with and I wanted to get a better feel for what that location would look like at a particular time of day so I drove two and a half hours to check out that location and then I did this before I had a discussion with the couple about their day's timeline and they weren't aware that that was part of my my role as their photographer that I would do that. Yes. And so I, you know, it's just introducing in the, the conversation we had, it's like, yeah, I went down to the location the other day and they were like, but you live on the Sunshine Coast, why would you do that? Yep. I said, because I'm I'm not familiar and it's part of my job to know Cause that I'm, area. That's right. You know, I, I don't want to get there and then have to give you bad news to say, we can't shoot with this aspect because, you know, we're, we're now three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. We're getting where you want to stand and get in the direct sun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. So some people, like I said, they might, because they, they went there in the morning at, mm-hmm. at nine o'clock and thought, mm-hmm. oh, hey, beautiful, look at the way. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the exact example that we're talking about. Like the photographs that we're taking are going to be in the middle of the day. So I needed to find some appropriately shaded areas yep. and some areas that potentially we could use if it was going to rain. So yes. that's another thing that we we research. Yes. Where can we go if it rains? What can we do? Have a plan B. Yeah, so these are additional things that are included in their service that they're not aware of. Yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're things that they're not thinking of. So, yeah. I mean, it's always, it's always assumed that everything's going to be perfect. You're not going to have any problems. And we just arrive with our cameras. And we, we just don't... and we just go click, click, click and <laughs> the job's done and you, you go and take them in your computer and mm. Lightroom just does all this magic and outspits these amazing images. Mm. There's a lot of... Kind of love it if it was that easy. Oh, one, one day, Terry, that's how it's going to be. <laughs> one day, it's going to be a robot for Terry. <laughs> Take, I think take, by take, then I'll be driving around in a van or living in a tiny house somewhere very comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to worry about. But, yes. but so, you know, today we're talking about, in this episode, we're talking about clients know what they know. Mm. And mm. and it, this fits for everything. It's, it's for any mm. time someone does something and they mm-hmm. get someone in, 
sometimes you only know what you know, so you don't, mm. you think, oh, that'd be pretty easy. You just come in here and you you slap up a wall here and you cut, mm. a, cut a door here and mm. knock this wall down and then the builder comes in and says, no, that's actually a structural mm. wall that's holding your roof up. And you're we, like, oh, we okay. can't We can't knock that down. Yeah. And but, I think also as well, when, when you're on the receiving end of, of that kind of thing, it's always lovely to have have someone guide you through the process rather than condescend you through it. So I think we also, as providers of a service to our clients, if they are misunderstanding of what they are getting provided or our equipment or any other aspect of our role, I think we need to be mindful about how we interact and how we deliver that information to them so that we're not leaving a bad taste in their mouth, so that we're giving them the best possible experience that they can possi- they can have yes. with us and yep. the way that we, we treat our role. Yep. I mean, look, I've, sometimes I'll critique photos and I'll see... Bad man. <laughs> bad man. <laughs> so, but, well, sometimes you can't help yourself. Sometimes you'll see a photo that, that somebody's actually... And this would just be a friend who's put yeah. up... They've been out and they've had a... You know, their daughter's turned five and someone's gone and shot yep. some pictures. Yep. And they put them up and they're so proud as punch because it's, yeah. it's their little girl. She's turned five and she's got these, got these amazing photos. And you look at the photos and you look at all the things that are technically wrong with the photos. <laughs> but you don't tell the person that. No. But, but because <laughs> they love the photos but they didn't know what they know. They didn't know that they could actually get amazing photos. Yeah. Instead of just having yeah. kind of great photos, they could be really amazing. Yeah. You know, if the photographer had to throw in a bit of fill light in, mm-hmm. brighten maybe the face the up, position, yeah, maybe, maybe change the, the angle, yeah, yeah. all those types of things. And it and it's because sometimes, like I said, the photographer who's shooting that knows what they know as well. And yeah. it, look, it, it's a two-way street. Yeah, absolutely. So as well as the client knowing what they know, this photographers know what they know, especially if they're coming up through the ranks. Mm-hmm. And look, you know yourself, Terry, you just never stop learning in photography. No. Goodness, no, There's, absolutely you never not. Get to, you never get to that point again. You know what? I've ticked every box. I've done everything. Uh-uh. I've, I just, I'm still amazed at things I'm finding. I love hanging out with my, my fellow photographers because I'm continuously learning new things, whether yep. it's editing styles, whether it's composition, whether it's, you know. It's, A feature it's on your new camera that you feature. didn't even know you had. <laughs> how to stop pressing those features so you know that they're not there. But even just how to interact with clients. I'm finding I'm learning so much yep. about how to to enhance that experience for people. And it, it's it, like, as you say, I, I the learning never stops and I never want it to stop. No, that's right. So, I mean, so, so we've got to understand from both sides that, mm. you know, we all know what we know. We can always know more. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when you're working with somebody, is that you've you kind of have to let them into your world a little bit. Yeah, and you have to do it in a way where, not in a kind of a smart ass way where you go, oh, didn't you know that? Of course, everyone knows that you have to do this. You know, like not that mm. way to say, well, one of the things we need to consider when we're shooting this in this area is this. Mm-hmm. Now, well, there's a couple of options we can do. Mm-hmm. So we can, I can bring my flash, and I can do this, you know, are you okay with mm. that? Or or what we can do is we can change the location a little bit and mix it around. Mm. Background will be slightly different, but the lighting's going to work better. Mm. It's going to give you much nicer images. Mm-hmm. So you kind of educate people and teach them. So then mm. next time they go and get photos taken, some of that will stick. Yeah. So they'll remember sometimes yeah. when people realise they get under a tree and you've got that mottled light coming through. Mm. So you've got these bright, 
dark patches all mm. over people's face, which is really so re- challenging. That is so challenging. Yeah. So sometimes, like I said, when you educate people, the next time they kind of think about what they're getting a picture, then they'll actually remember. Oh, that's right. Yeah. This this is not doesn't produce the best results, so we yeah. might, we'll move. Yeah. So it's kind of like yeah. So we kind of as well as. I suppose as well as providers of a service, you are kind of a bit of an educator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, well, I think a good a good photographer will educate their clients yeah. to understand. And the other thing is then the clients start to appreciate your value as yeah, a photographer. I agree. Because you've got to, you know, people just look sometimes at the price that you're charging. Uh, mm. oh, Terry charges so much. Mm, I actually don't charge that much. I you need know, ter- to charge more. Ter- Terry, on a, on a good day, you can get Terry for 500 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one day. One, one day. day. <laughs> one day. Terry says that $10,000 wedding, it's coming. Oh, any day now. Any, any day. Someone's going to book it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but so that we're talking about clients know what they know and we can, you know, also like I said, we can always flip this around to say sometimes mm. it's just photographers know what they know. Yeah. But I think yeah. the the real challenge, like I said, is, is trying to, I suppose, debunk mm. why you do stuff and let mm. people know that let them into your world. So it's kind mm. of like, almost like you've got to kind of be give them a bit of a behind the scenes look. Yeah, and I think it's also a great way to get them involved so that they they understand the value and you also understand their value as well. Like yes. I always appreciate it so much more when people are curious about yes. what I'm doing for them rather than just assuming. That they that know I, that they know why you're doing it, yeah. and I think that's that's a good point as well. Sometimes you're doing things because you know the client doesn't know what they know, they don't know, mm. but let them in on it. Yeah, tell exactly. them why why you're doing this. I'm doing this because X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and that means down the track when we do this, it's going to be a better result. Yeah, for you. yeah. I but, know that I'm really vocal about, it, especially when I'm. Back, you know, back in the late 90s, it was all about posing your, your people and yes. the likes. And, you know, it, things have changed a little bit. and But we still, there is some some kind of guidance that's required to people. And talking them through why we're moving their bodies in particular ways and what we're doing with them creates better understanding so that they don't just assume that we're trying to make them look skinny because we think they're fat. Yes. We're not. We're trying to make them look naturally comfortable. Well, it could be that you, you want to change that because of the Yeah, sh- totally. The light, the, the shadows, shadows the, you know, there's so many different things or because we can see that they look awkward and yes. we want them to relax. We want and, them to and, enjoy the process. And also too that a lot of people have a good side and a bad side. I know it's kind of <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, isn't it? It's kind of talked about. Make sure That's you why get I've me. got my nose pierced on one side. So I make sure you get know. me. Make sure you get me on my good side. <laughs> thanks, but, Instagram. Thanks, thanks a lot. But but some people generally do photograph better from one side or the other. Mm. So sometimes, as a photographer, that you know the person naturally thinks this is the way they want to look. But you mm. actually go, yeah, you know what? If we flip this around, it actually looks much nicer mm. and much more natural. Mm. So again, that's where people need that guidance. Yeah, they need exactly. that kind of help to basically tell them how to, you know, how to interact with the yeah. camera. Yeah, exactly. Because you're, in, I mean, you're on the other side of the lens, so you're seeing what they don't see. Mm-hmm. So they exactly. can't see see that yeah. at all. So that's yeah. the, that other and side. And can be so nerve wracking being in front of a camera or even investing in the service of someone carrying a camera. Like it's. It's not an easy thing to do. I definitely don't have the money for it, and you know, I don't, I don't understand 
I find it challenging being the one in front as well. So that to me is very curious. I'm very curious about that. And when I've been photographed, I'm like, hey, what are you doing over there? Yep. You know, what's going on? What are you looking at? What are you, you know, what are you focusing on? Like, what do you want me to do? Yes. I ask so many questions because. But see, that, and that's a good thing. And, and you don't always get clients that are that curious that they're going to actually ask all those questions. So you've got to kind of be the, the instigator. Yeah. And, and kind of be the catalyst to actually get those to, to get those conversations to happen. It's almost like an ice-breaking activity as well. It can make people feel so much more comfortable with you. Yeah. And I think too, look, sometimes it's good to get out of the way early in the piece is, you know, simple question is what, what are you hoping to get out of these photos? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like we would like our clients to ask us questions about what we're doing, we need to ask them questions as well. Yes. So that our expectations are, are met because it goes both ways, like you were saying before. We only know what we know about them. We're just assuming they're, they're people that just want photographs, but they yes. might be actually after something a lot more involved. Yep. From and, well, they might be people who are like really like nature, so they like being photographed, like where the back background is. Yeah, or they're beach people and they and nature, they, but yep. they they're not really they don't really want to be next to a concrete wall or mm, that type mm. of stuff, they'd much be happier if it was kind of soft, modelly right. bushes in the background or whatever. Yeah. So they're all things that, you know, you, you learn from your client by talking to them mm. and, and trying to understand. And then sometimes, you know, there's limitations on what you can do. And, right. and And it's how you express those limitations and how you, I suppose, deliver that. Yeah, that's exactly right. We know of the experience that you've talked about where you've, you've had client who didn't book you but booked someone else and then came back and booked you because they're unhappy. Mm. Do, you, do you know that of that happening anywhere else? Have you ever had anyone, uh, other photographers to give you that similar story? Or I hear about the horror stories. Yes. Just through the grapevine, but I've never actually kind of had that personal conversation with someone, yeah. Yeah. Some, sometimes you hear people say when when they're getting photographed, they'll they'll actually tell you about, oh, I had my girlfriend got mm. photos done and they were, mm. they were terrible. I did actually, yeah, I was speaking with a client who did tell me the horror story from their sister's wedding. Yes. And they were devastated, absolutely devastated. They wanted, they, they once again didn't understand or didn't really consider the elements involved in it, so didn't didn't want to pay the big price. Yes. And sadly they did go with a cheaper option and they were extremely disappointed. Yep. If they could do it again, they would. I, I always think that, you know, it's, it's something that's touted around, but it is so true. Mm-hmm. The thing that's going to kind of last forever from your wedding day is the photographs, is yeah. the images. Yeah. Every, every other aspect of it is going to be, you know, gone. The flowers will be gone. Mm-hmm. The dress will be yellow. If I've been in the room, the cake's all going to be the eaten. The cake's going to be eaten. There's going to be nothing for the, first, for the <laughs> anniversary. Terry's eaten that whole... Oh, that's the best part. (laughs) So the images that they captured on that day become things that they can look back on in 10 years, Mm. 20 years, Mm. 30 years, Mm. and they're going to be the things that are still going to be Mm. fresh from that day. And it absolutely doesn't mean that we're martyrs in the whole whole scenario and that that our service is the be-all and end-all, but it just... I think it just means that if you're going to invest in that service, consider why you're investing in it and what you want out of it. Yes. If you just want a slap happy cheap option, do that. But if you want something more tangible that you can take away that is beautifully crafted and printed and you've paid someone who knows how to find those moments, yep. 
do it. And and that's the thing. So I mean, predominantly the people who listen to this podcast are photographers. Mm. So we we're not going to have too many probably people listening who are, who are clients to kind of prompt them to. And we we may do because because I suppose like at some point too we're all in the we're all in the in the market for some photography for mm. some for some reason mm. there'll be some event in our life where we can't be behind the camera we need mm. to be in front of the camera I may get married one day I never know well yeah never say never <laughs> there's still plenty of hope for you yet you know, they say there's plenty of fish in the fish in the ocean forty two years and counting forty two years and yeah counting. yeah but, so you, but, so, but you're like a you're like a good wine I am I get better with age you're just maturing. So much better. So, so, but knowing that, armed with that, Mm. kind of what what we know, yeah, can help us get someone to deliver what we want Mm. because we can convey that. Yeah, exactly. So again, so it's really the emphasis for that, and educating the client is actually really the photographer's job. Yeah, and the better you do the job, and the more I suppose you can impart onto the client better chance you have of actually winning the job. Yeah, and not just winning that job but winning them afterwards because you've created this incredible experience where people have been nurtured through the whole process regardless of whether it's an event. And and look, I'm sure you've been been through the same scenario that I've been through many times. I've been to a situation where and sometimes it's, uh, you know, you've you've been presented with this same set of challenges Mm. over and over again Mm -hmm. and through your time of, of doing it, with repetition and mm. doing things and trying things, you actually do come up with a really good set of solutions yeah. for overcoming those challenges. So mm-hmm. sometimes people are actually really taken, like they're really Im- like impressed that you actually know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like you know, for those clients where you actually drove two and a half hours just to scope out the location. Mm. Yeah, and it's not a hey, and- look at what I just did. It's a this is just part of your service and it's I want a, you to know that this is what I've done for you. Because that's right because if I get there and a whole pile of stuff that's out of my control that I can't control and I'm not, I don't have the tools or the means to, to make it work. I'm going to look like an eggplant. That's right. <laughs> eggplant? Is that, is that a, <laughs> That's an emoji reference. <laughs> is that a thing you can actually say about someone? Hey, Terry, you look like, you really look like an eggplant. <laughs> Actually, something I should that just popped out. I'm sorry, people. Terry, Terry just comes up with these little gems along the way sometimes. <laughs> I just didn't want to say the other word on a podcast. I don't think it's appropriate. <laughs> no, that's it. that's it. So, our podcast we always keep them fairly um, PG. PG. Yeah, I think I have actually dropped a few bombs here and there. Yeah, no, Terry, Terry's pretty good, really. She hasn't. <laughs> I just have to reel her in every now and then. But... We get the swearing out before we start. That's right. We have a. It's funny. I was, I, and this is digressing, but. I listened to a podcast today mm. and it was about a fight with a person who became one of the first commercial pilots. Yeah. Anyway, so it was a big it was a big long battle to get accepted. Yeah. Anyway, they were doing a TV interview and she was actually saying she had the to had to the TV but she was up really upset about one element and mm. she said to them, Just don't film for a minute. She said, I turned around and she said, I let every expletive go you can think of. Oh, I love it. And then she turned around and said, okay, now I'm ready to talk. Oh, my God, that's I got amazing. A, I got that out of my system. Yes. Now let's talk so I can talk. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> that's why we drive in our cars by ourselves between jobs or between locations at weddings. You, 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 can, you can vent. <laughs> you can rant and vent to your oh heart's content. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Just makes me think of some of the stuff I've done. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. 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 Terry. All right. 
So we've been talking about clients know what they know. So hopefully this has got you thinking about maybe how you'll approach your next mm. client and maybe how you will actually try and impart some knowledge to help them make a better decision about, you know, booking a photographer. And also on the other foot, if you're, you know, if you're investing in a service, try and understand the service a bit more before you gawk at the price or you kind of disregard a particular yes. package or whatnot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Chat soon. Thanks, Terry. See you, See you Bye. Thanks for listening to this edition of Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did so, leave us a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a future show, drop that in the comments as well. And just remember, the next photo you take could be your best yet. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.